0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jer Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services such as iTunes or SoundCloud, as well as our YouTube channel, where you can watch the video version of each episode. Have thoughts, questions, or suggestions? Email us at at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com or find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you are enjoying and really loving what we're creating, please check out our Patreon page where you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. It's not that—if not, that's totally fine. I can even screw it up even while reading. That's fun. We'll keep making the show week after week and bringing you great gaming content. Find out more at Patreon.com/slash/TeamChatPodcast, and a special thank you to all our current patrons who help make Team Chat Podcast possible.
1: Someday you'll be able to get it perfect. Someday, without reading it, I don't know when that day will come. I mean, you last week was be, great. You appear to be progressively regressing somehow. <laughs>
0: it's a, it's an improvement. That it, one it, uh, that one I'm only saying it was the flub because it's it's still new. It's still still
1: fresh. It is. It's fresh and new, just like
0: every episode. That's right. Chatbot. That's right. Everything is brand new, fresh <laughs> out of the box. All right. Well, we have a couple. A little bit of a smorgasbord you could say of of topics uh i have recently been playing for the last week i've been playing far cry 5 so we're going to be having my first impressions for that we also wanted to talk a little bit more about rhyme because we released on our twitter we put out an article that was shared by Eurogamer, uh talking a bit about the development process of rhyme so we want to talk about that a little bit and then mogan wanted to kick us off before our moment with mogan was a little bit of, little
1: bit of Oh, yeah. So just, you know, I'm really into Overwatch yeah. still. I'm same. not. Yeah, same. Uh, it has not yet lost all of its vigor and fun for me. I still play on the regular. And that's largely also because of the interest generated by the Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. So the official esports Overwatch League, which is currently on break the week that we're recording because they're between stages two and stages three.
0: And who won? The Excelsior? So stage
1: two just finished. New York Excelsior did win against the Phil. Philadelphia Fusion, shocker, shocker, right there. The Fusion kicked out the Spitfire. Oh, Shame. dude, it was a beautiful game, though. Did you watch I, I it? Did not. Oh, you can go back and watch the vods on Twitch, like the official Overwatch League Twitch. What a game! Was it crazy? <laughs> like in terms of actual like quality gameplay, it was from an, from like a viewer perspective, top notch. Well, because the Fusion,
0: right, Philadelphia Fusion, yeah, Fusion. Philadelphia yeah, Fusion. They they didn't do very well no. at all in stage one. No I feel stage
1: like. one, they were like mid-tier. Right. Like, they were doing okay. They were definitely better than like the fuel, which is trash tier. Right. So they were like kind of mid-low. They couldn't quite figure out where they were gonna land. And then in stage two, they had all of those meta changes when they actually put the new patches through, and Fusion-like right, 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 right. is thriving in that environment. Because they're a super brawl-heavy, scrappy team. They want to get up in your face and just battle it out nonstop. stop nice. And without the mercy meta being a thing anymore, that's what they're. Great at so they have shot up in the ranks. They actually went. They've had the longest streak of being undefeated. Oh, really? Yeah. So between uh, like the start of stage two to the end, where they did eventually lose to New York Excelsior, they had the longest consistent run of winning games. Wow. So kudos to them. They That's pretty knocked good. It out of the park
0: and to take out Spitfire, who were the stage one champions. Yeah. So yes, yeah,
1: Spitfire were the stage one champs. Uh, now, like in stage two. I very much get the sense of it's anybody's game. Like Excelsior is still clearly like one of those top tier teams, but there's still obviously a lot of room for the other teams to grow. Gladiators, the LA Gladiators suddenly shot up because they acquired Fisher from the Spitfire. That turned out to be a killer acquisition. They almost made it to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they lost to the Boston Uprising right before that, so unfortunate. But in stage three, God knows what's gonna happen. It's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. But in between now and when stage three officially starts, I'm like esports starved. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> it's not that long of a break, it's, though. It's, it's like not two, that long two, of a break, threes? but consider this. I have it on in the background at my job all the time. Oh like I listen to that as my That's background. That's right, because it kicks now.
0: off in like the middle of the yeah, afternoon. Cause it ke-
1: kicks off in the middle of the afternoon. And so any time that I need to catch up <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm choking on my love of Overwatch. (coughs) I actually just swallowed, like, spit the (laughs) wrong way. Excuse me. Anyways. That beer. Let's, yeah, let's I, need, I need to calm down. I just get so excited so about you know? Overwatch League. So, what was I saying? I forgot where I was even going with this. Oh, between yes. now and when Stage 3 officially starts, I need something to fill that void. And I recently discovered that Overwatch League's minor league, as it were, uh, Overwatch Contenders, is currently having their own huge, like, Stages 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, that's also being aired on Twitch. Oh I had no idea like, like that 's apparently a regular thing so does it go in the off season of the, yeah oh, okay. no it 's not even in the off season it 's concurrent oh. so as overwatch league is currently on, so is overwatch contenders. So uh, basically Contenders is like essentially the minor league of the official Overwatch League. So a lot of the teams that are competing in Contenders are more or less practice and or feeder teams. Where basically like the big bads of the Overwatch League look to Contenders as their prospective talent pool. Which is really interesting because you can kind of get a leg up on where you think Overwatch League is going to go if you look to Contenders and look at where the talent pool is. So of course as Overwatch League goes on. Esports is an exhausting field. It's expected that not everybody that's in it for this current year will maintain their statuses on those same teams next year. Mm -hmm. There's probably going to be many changes. Who knows? And as those changes go through, teams are going to have to find new members. And Contenders is probably where a lot of those members are going to come from. So I've been watching Contenders and I have some like feelings about it because it's in. It's really interesting to see differences in the level of gameplay that I didn't think I would see. Like I kind of went into Contenders thinking, oh, it's going to be the same difficulty and level of gameplay that I'm used to seeing from... Overwatch League. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw teams making mistakes that I make. And I'm like... So you're like, I could be... Yeah, yeah. I'm like... Literally, you're like,
0: I could be a contender. I could, I could be in
1: Contenders. <laughs> not really, because I'm like lowly platinum, so clearly that's absolutely not the case. But still, it's really interesting to see that in Contenders, these very much are like... They're not on the same level yeah. as Overwatch League is, which is just a fascinating progression to see at, as like, wow... Maybe I could be like maybe One someday I can shoot if I really practiced. Maybe I could be. And additionally, because it's not like real per se, it absolutely is real esports, but it's kind of not because right. it's like the minor league. All of the teams' names and their respective team logos are like freaking hilarious. Is so
0: that like done in Microsoft Paint and stuff yes, like that?
1: They're like so funny. <laughs> One of the teams is Team Bazooka Puppies, but the puppies right. is spelled P U P P. I-E-Z, and their logo is, like, literally the face of, like, a puppy with a bazooka on the shoulder, and I'm like, why?
0: That's really random (laughs) and bizarre. Why Team
1: Bazooka Puppies? Why would you do this? (laughs) Like, some of them are really serious, like yeah. the Copenhagen flames, for example, Ooh, that's like a like more that. like legit kind of thing. But like, then there's, then you've got stuff like bazooka puppies and team young and beautiful. They're my current fave in the Euro scene. Young and beautiful young for the and win. Beautiful. And what's funny is their icon is like this super hippy dippy smiley rainbow flower. And I'm like, you guys,
0: they got it going on. You're
1: my team. Like, it's just really funny to see that like, they clearly have the room to breathe and kind of be a little silly and ridiculous. And it's like, this is awesome. I'm all about contenders now. I'll probably I won't be able to keep up with it really once Overwatch League starts back up on stage three. Yeah. But I'm definitely gonna keep them like in my back pocket from now on. Like be like, hey, I should check up on contenders. See how they're doing. See how everybody's doing. Because they have it really broken down by region. It's like New York, Europe, Asia Pacific, Australia has their own separate league. Yeah, it's indeed. <laughs> it's just really funny. And uh, even the casters for contenders. Mm-hmm. I could swear they picked middle school kids <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, the, I know they didn't they're actually very professional and the quality of the commentating and the casting is really good but they're just like actually the casting and the commentators top-notch I'm really enjoying it at least on the euro scene mm-hmm. but I could swear they picked up they like went around to local high schools and they were like you and you you want to be an overwatch contenders and they were like yeah I do indeed
0: <laughs> I do indeed and I was just like really Kids, I always think that like I could maybe do casting, but then I think no, there's no way that I could like keep up and be able to call the plays and call the things and keep up with who was playing as who. I know, I know they have like a lot of practice doing it, but still. It's one of those things I was like, that'd be fun to do, but oh my god. It looks hard. like a
1: wild job. Oh, like yeah. the casters, I hope they get paid more than the panel commentators do. I can just do like commentators the do. post-game Yeah, you commentary. need to what the analysis. That's, what, that's where,
0: that's where yeah. you know, we need to sit. Is like, <laughs> get know, us in on there in the On analysis. the bench, on the yeah, bench. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that's just a fun little thing I've been keeping up with. It's fascinating. Nice. Everybody should watch Overwatch Contenders. Yeah, I'll check it out. Just for the funsies.
0: Because yeah i don't watch the league religiously, but you know it's still not I still tune in every once in a while, like the Spitfire, like I said, are my kind of chosen team, so I was bummed when they lost out in in the in stage two but still uh, do you mean the shitfire oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes this this stage i do but uh but yeah, so they so it uh, i'll check it out. I probably won't. No, I, I probably won't follow it very religiously either. But that's still, fine.
1: It's just like I,
0: I need to see the bazooka puppies.
1: Yeah, oh, bazooka puppies, team bazooka puppies. About. I can't remember if they won or lost today.
0: But talk, I think they purely, lost. purely based off of you know name. Copenhagen smoke sounds pretty. Flame. Copenhagen. Oh damn
1: it! how You suck. flame
0: Sounds pretty lit. Anyways,
1: I'm all about Team Young and Beautiful. But in other real news, uh, so recently it's been announced that the Xbox One is getting what was previously a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Oh, I heard about this. It's freaking No Man's Sky. <laughs>
0: yeah, and. Well, I don't want to assume if that's, so that's no another one, So No Man's Sky
1: is coming to Xbox One this summer 2018, along with a free update called Next.
0: Which I thought for sure that that was already Xbox. No. no. And so I saw that and I was like, and this is news why? No, it was a PS4 <laughs> exclusive. I completely so this forgot is, about that. Yeah,
1: so this is news to everybody that... Cared question mark. Uh, who else? Biles, he, <laughs> cares about, Biles. he cares about that no man's
0: sky. Of course he's and already the, got it on PS4. Yeah, so. he's
1: already got it. He he's doesn't fine. need he doesn't need the update. And then the developing studio behind Dead by Daylight, I believe Behavior Digital, they just announced their new project, Death Garden, mm. which sounds fascinating. It does. A what a name.
0: It kind of sounds like that could be something that but from the name alone, sounds like it could be a bloodborne-ish. So or actually
1: it's not. Souls so type. the thing is it is a 5v1 multiplayer game mm. where five mm. players act as hunters, like humanoid hunters, yeah. and they are basically hunting a single solo runner. Like you're just the person trying to get away. And oh, these weird. other five like you know that That'd old fun, story, though. uh the The greatest hunt, or what is it called? The greatest game?
0: Yeah, the greatest game where it's like man, it's
1: exactly like that. So that sounds like Predator in reverse. Exactly. It sounds like a Predator in reverse. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they should rename this to Reverse Predator. What are they thinking? And then in one last bit of Overwatch-related news, this year's Overwatch Uprising event. Yes. The fantastic four-player co-op arcade mode is returning again on April 10th. Nice. So April 10th, we'll all be able to sink our teeth back into Overwatch Uprising. And then out now as of this date, as of this As of this episode's air date, April 3rd, Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire hits PC, Mm -hmm. Extinction coming soon on April 10th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and April's actually a pretty light month for releases, at least in the early portion, Uh, but Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, is coming out for PS4. I've heard a lot about that. I have heard nothing about it. Well, the big thing that I heard about
0: about is that they released a demo for it, and then that, when the first release of the demo, and then they were like, oh, accident." That's actually the full game. Whoops. Pull it back. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie
1: doodles.
0: (laughs) So they had to be like, oh no. And they put it back out there. That's a
1: pretty fun whoopsies. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, this isn't really a whoopsies, but you can actually sign up for the Death Garden Alpha on their website. So if you're interested in that game, if that sounds fascinating, I think you can just sign up for the Alpha right now on, I guess it's just (laughs) deathgarden.com. I don't know. Check it out. Uh, But anyways, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, April 17th. Nice.
0: So the one, uh, the one that I thought that you might are, that you were talking about when uh, you brought up the No Man's Sky, is it was also announced that uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice is coming to Xbox. Ooh, also,
1: Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. a good game that definitely deserves a wider platform.
0: Definitely, it got a lot of attention. It did in award season and all that stuff. Yeah, so, it yeah. won
1: a bunch of awards that were actually like kind of shocking. Yeah, well,
0: but the again, like we talked about it when it actually happened. But like Melina Jurgens, the actress for Senua, Like, Winning, and she had never acted in anything before. She was also the video editor for Ninja yeah, Theory yeah. and was in, making like a development blog for the whole process of the game and doing all this other stuff and acted mocapped it and then just wins awards. And it's like, like no God, big deal.
1: It must be nice to be so full of talent Seriously. that you can do any job just like, and be
0: award winning. Oh, you just want to stay in for a bit. Oh wait, you're actually great. And oh yeah, here are awards. <laughs> it's here are awesome.
1: all of the awards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's still one that's on my list to play. Especially I for do this wonder
1: year. if she's considering like sticking with that path or if she's like, no, no, I actually found it very stressful and I would prefer to stick with video editing. That would editing. be interesting.
0: That would be interesting Someone to find out. Someone should ask let's, her. Uh, let's have her on. Yeah, let's, let's have let's her on. Out. Let's reach out. Let's get her on. <laughs> get our people talking to her people and we'll get something together. Well, You never know. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for all the news and updates and re- upcoming releases for the next few weeks. But... I feel like there was something else oh, overwatch. I was gonna say real quick before we got that to do it. That it's the best. Well, the that. Oh, I actually finally got to play as Brigitte.
1: Oh, you fun! now that it's finally not super competitive in quick play.
0: And I'm not like trying to grind out the last several hours of Assassin's Creed Origins. I actually have time for other things. There and, you go. And so I finally got a chance to play her play as her. First person I killed, I was very proud of this. And I didn't know this was a thing. A genji? No. Oh. A junkrat. It was oh. on Ilios. Oh. He was up on the, on the clock tower in the well, the, the well map. Gotcha. And he was on the, clo- the clock tower that's to the right. If, well, right. Well, where the, the one the, that faces the coast side. Yes, 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 thank you. I was like, I don't know the directions in that game. It's and a all. windmill, you fool. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, clock tower's inside. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> the tower in this map so, shows you how long I haven't, it's been right. since I really played Overwatch. <laughs> It's got uh, big blades rotating <laughs> on it. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm <laughs> scouting for enemies. But anyway, so Junkrat was What to... You run into them,
1: so it's oh, like, oh go. crap!
0: <laughs> Junkrat was up on there shooting down, as Junkrat tends to do. I was down below, Brigitte, and I was like, I'm gonna pop this mofo in with my with your sling. thing, one? yeah, with the long range deal. I popped him just as he jumped, and it knocked him off. And I got that trophy.
1: That's First hilarious. kill with Brigitte. And I that's was like, that's so funny. That's amazing.
0: And I love this. Oh
1: my God. That's really funny. <laughs> so
0: Stupid She's actually chugrat. a lot of fun. <laughs> I like her a lot.
1: Uh, I've been trying her out every now and then. And she is fun, but I feel like she's not to my play style. She
0: feels very, I forget that she's more of a defensive tanky character because she's so light and moves so yeah. fast. And so I found myself often rushing way too fast into a battle then forgetting that i can't have my shield up and swing or flail all at the same time and then dying very quickly. Yeah. so she's a fun character though. plus Ho- i looking feel forward like i'm
1: more. absolutely terrible at the brigitte v Brigita one oh, v i haven't one. really run across like that every yet. time i run into another one the other one always wins and oh. i'm like wow i'm pooped here at this character <laughs> i just i just need to switch off
0: <laughs> so yeah so she's a lot of fun looking forward to playing a bit more but that brings us to our main topic of today which is my first impressions with Far Cry 5. Oh. So I've been playing Far Cry 5. It's ga- The game has been out for a week now at the time of this release of this episode. Uh, and so first off, very basic, get out, get out of the way, out of the gate. It is very much Far Cry game. Like, is it? It's just super
1: over the top, I guess.
0: Well, see, and that's the thing about this. I mean, it's a Far Cry game in the sense that it's it very quickly, there are new additions and and things change, that they change, which is good. But the formula that makes it Far Cry is still very much there. And they haven't really messed with that all that much. Um, which I'm not complaining about. I like the Far Cry style. I've loved all the previous games. And this one seems to be no different so far. Um but the big thing is, is like it's very, it very much is you could be attacked at any second. Danger is literally all around. It could be from humans. It could be from animals. You can be strolling down a street on a sunny day and get run over by somebody driving a car. You know, it's like all this stuff. That
1: sounds the, too stressful. It,
0: it kind of is. <laughs> and I'm also because I've had so much Far Cry experience under my belt. Like I've played three, four, parts of Blood Dragon and Primal. Oh, so yeah. So four of the Far Cry games. Uh, and and I'm play, so I'm playing it on hard difficulty. I'm pretty sure I played Primal on hard difficulty. I, easy
1: mode. I pretty much do that now. Easy mode. I, I realize mode. is like I just
0: play it on. I just play the game as like hard as like the standard difficulty that I go for on most games. Um, You're such a tryhard. I just want that trophy. You know what I'm saying? I, if I'm gonna finish the game, I might as well get the highest level of difficulty completion trophy that I
1: can. I feel like you should get three trophies if you finish it on easy mode, just for like consolation prizes. <laughs> but so, <laughs> unpopular opinion hashtag.
0: Yeah, pretty much like that. <laughs> all tro- real trophy hunters scoff at that. Real trophy
1: hunters play on easy mode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's round two and three probably when they're trying to get those last little like finding trophies, location, looting ones and all that. But let's see. I will say though that this one though seems to take itself less seriously. Really? As other Far Cry games have in the past. That's and I think it's a combination of just like it is kind of and I'm not totally sure how I feel about that yet. So th- obviously since this is first impressions I'm not going to go super into the story uh, as much as what you've pretty much already seen in marketing and advertising for Far Cry 5 basically it's set in Montana uh, so it's at home in the U.S., not some African nation or a, a tropical islands, things like that, like pe- previous games have, or an Asian country.
1: I have an aunt that lives in Montana. Oh, yeah? Was she in it?
0: Uh, what's her name? Did you run into a Sherry? Not yet, but I feel like I've heard yeah, people well, talk if you about do. Sherry.
1: Yeah, if you, if you see her.
0: Okay. my aunt. All right, cool. I'll let her know.
1: I'll be like, "Oh, hey, I know you." Uh, buddy or th- know you through somebody. <laughs> so you have but, to save her.
0: Okay, Do not will, kill my aunt. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to. I've already accidentally killed a couple civilians. I'm like, "Oh, I feel real bad about that." <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know, it kind of seems that they're embracing more of the feel because the story is very is very much. So it's yeah, set in, set in this in Hope County, Montana. Uh basically a a cult the project Eden's gate has taken over this County of, of Montana and they've become very militarized so much. So like in the beginning cutscenes, like the, the sheriff is like oh, very hesitant to even go there and, and try to do anything about it. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I will say though, the opening cutscene scene and, and stuff like that is crazy. Like it's pure far cry fashion just kicks it off with insanity right at the gate. You'll have and to tell me about it after the episode. Oh, um, so you go there and you're this. There's this cult that's taken over, and it's led by the father, who Joseph Seed, but he's called pretty much referred to as the father, and then his siblings run it as brother Jacob, John, and then Faith, their sister. Uh, and so they kind of control this. And that is kind of an interesting thing, though that is different from past. Not totally different from Primal, where Primal had like different areas, methods, like sectioned off into this person's, ter- this tribe's territory. This one does the same thing. Like there's Jacob's territory, John's oh. territory, and then and Faith's territory. And you have to pretty much, I'm assuming, you have to defeat all of them. And then once you do that, you draw the father out. So
1: typical Bowser's children setup, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. have to go to every castle and fight all of Bowser's brando exactly. offspring. You have off to like do all this different stuff, and take over this to and Bowser. all that. Gotcha. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you understand the the protocol here. I, I get the concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're on board, and so, um, but so that's pretty much all I'm going to say about the story. Don't want to get too much into this, but yeah, so it does seem that I don't want to get a spoiler territory, but it does seem, yeah, that it's taking more of a it's it's seemingly to be how it thinks of itself and how you play it. Almost seem it seems to be more embracing the chaos than past games do, like this one. I feel like the enemy again. I've played a lot of Far Cry. I I, f- I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but I feel like this one has a lot more enemies, like just around, just like chilling, just chilling. Like I feel like I can't. I, it's honestly like I can't walk without hitting somebody that's going to try to attack me.
1: I wish that in cases like that you could have options to like non-violently encounter people, like through bribes, yeah, shady pay them deals, off, like yeah. That, yeah. Like I think that would be a really fun little side thing that maybe you could work, or even just stun them. Yeah. But are there Pacifist ways to play Far Cry, or are you just oh, killing no. people? You guys, I mean, people. you can
0: you can like do takedowns, which are you know melee things. But even then, like if you come up behind somebody, you're gonna snap their neck.
1: Well, oh, so even if you stealth kill <laughs> stealth kill somebody, yeah, you're not they actually, them out. Oh, you're, you're killing. I can't play that game. It's it's. I am raised on Dishonored. <laughs>
0: You've I have, have to that, maintain that, that nice, my honor. Right, right, right. I must
1: play on pacifist mode. No, there's, <laughs> my, n-
0: there's no pacifist mode with Far the Cry. The
1: Pikmin will not respect my leadership.
0: If Everyone they respects know. your leadership in Far Cry if you do this. <laughs> right. yeah. So, I mean, typical in typical Far Cry fashion, there are outposts that you have to clear that re- that you know release control of release control from the bad guys into this. Now, I will say though that this takes a, a interesting turn on this because the whole thing kind of kicks off with the cult basically like getting ultra-militarized and taking over everything. And so you're trying to basically, at this point, lead a resistance. You're not trying to, you know... Oh, so you're a resident of Hope County. You're actually a deputy, which is interesting that this is one of the first times you're actually a qualified character to be doing these huge military exploits that you take care of in the Far Cry games. In Far Cry 3, you're just a tourist kid who just, like, gets his friends kidnapped and then you have to, like, go on this crazy adventure. Far Cry Primal, okay, you're a hunter in that one, but still... Uh, so you're a little bit more qualified in on that one. Far Cry 4, you're just this kid who grew up in the U.S. and then comes to, uh, oh, man, Karat, I think is what is what the country is called, and you basically just go there because your father was there and he was a resistance fighter there, and then you just kind of get thrown into all this, too. So I, this one, you actually seem fairly qualified for the, jo- for the task at hand. I know it
1: would never happen, but how funny would it be if games like Far Cry open up with you having to take, like, a police exam to, like, <laughs> see if you're actually qualified. Can you do this? No. It's like, no. And if you fail the exam, you don't get to play the game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so you got these outposts. You got to clear. You have, and, and then obviously there are animals you can hunt. Uh, you unlock a bunch of weapons and perks. You can take over, like, these ranger towers and cell towers. That is one of the bigger changes, though. In previous Far Cry games, you always had to take out these cell tower, radio towers, things like that, and... and what they would do is it would basically defog the map for you, like a section oh, of the map would unfog now, like
1: in Breath of the Wild yes. when you activate the towers. Exactly. Gotcha. But in th-
0: but this one is a little different, where you don't have to do that. You unfog purely by exploration.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Which
0: is kind of interesting because it keeps things way more secretive, but also it. Almost encourages the exploration.
1: See, actually, I like that a lot. I do I like that I idea. like it a lot so
0: far. Because it isn't so much of, okay, well, there's this one over here. I got to go hit that so then I can see what's around. You just walk around. And so the whole thing's kind of this, you know, it's the real kind of fuck war. Everything's kind of a mystery. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to run into.
1: Now, on your map, let's say that you're exploring a section that borders Jacob and John's territories. Yep. If you had explored up to the border, would you be able to see a line on the map that indicates
0: On the map, yes, not in the actual game.
1: No, that's what I assumed. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And All then right, when you cross
0: helpful. over it, it says like entering new territory. Oh, okay. So it like alerts that. you. So it, it gotcha. alerts you when you've changed. Because obviously, if you're working really hard to clear out the bad guys in one area, you don't want to get sidetracked if you're trying, you know. Right. If you decide to take more of a systematic, I'm gonna do this guy first, then this guy, then this one, you know, you can you have that option. See, that Um,
1: chaos always happens in Breath of the Wild where you just can't figure it out.
0: (laughs) That's pretty much my story (laughs) of my life in that game. I can't figure anything out. But um, so... Let's see. So I do like that really more linear mode of discovery and exploration that it has. Um, like I said, it's easy to be overwhelmed, uh, especially on a hard mode. But I've even read people who are playing it on more difficult normal difficulties and stuff like that. You die really easy. So you really? have to really be careful with you know how you pick your your guard uh or I mean cover, you know, how how you engage the enemies so that way you don't just get suddenly swarmed because if you Take out, say, you see two guys and you don't tag them through your binoculars, which can show you like what type of unit they are, what type of enemy they are. One guy could have a radio and he calls in like thirty guys Ooh, and like a helicopter. Really? St- yeah. Oh, that sucks. So you got to really plan how you do this. Dang. Now the nice thing is though, they instituted a, they updated a system for previous fire games that does kind of help with that. And it's the Guns for Hire mode. And Far Cry 4, I remembered, you could hi- you could have Guns for Hire, but you had like a set limit of them, and you would call the man. Basically, you, ha- you called the man, they would help you clear out this one outpost, whatever, and then they would leave. This one, you can hire residents of Hope County that you oh. interact with. Like, either you save them from uh, Eden's Eden's Gate, which in the game they're called Peggy's because Project Eden's Gate, they call them all... Pe- they refer to the cultists as Peggy's.
1: That's a really... Because I have an Aunt Peggy.
0: See, I was just thinking...
1: Dude, like, why are all of my aunts in this game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the real no, question. But, uh, is, is the game trying to tell me something? I don't know. Maybe you should check out your aunts in Montana. Maybe I should. Oh, God. But So, so you know, you rescue... Uh, Residents from the Peggy's and all that, and then you can sometimes, not all of them, but some of them you can hire them to be a gun for hire, and then you can call them and assign them to to, uh, to be on your side. I think you can unlock having to be able to have four with you at a time. Right now oh. I can only have one. And so you can either choose between the gun for hire, which there are different classes. There are like uh, soldier ones who pretty much they have an assault rifle they go. I've run into a couple people, and I hired one who is long range, and he just has a bow and arrow. It's super nice to have. He
1: sounds awesome.
0: Uh, and as they get more kills, they unlock like special perks. Like the the guy, the soldier one guy that I have right now, uh, Hank Crawford. He can repair ve- your vehicle while if it takes damage, you know he can repair it while you're driving around and stuff That's like that.
1: That's a very cool feature.
0: It is very nice because it, they're totally orderable. They're not just like AI doing their own thing. You can tell him to like, hey, stand here. I'm going to take this by myself. You know, or you don't even have to have them assigned at all, or you can have them target specific units. So say the long range guy, I don't want to, I want him to take out the guy who's got the radio. I can tag that guy and be like, you take him down. I'm going to sneak around here, take out the other guys.
1: Do you ever feel like that version of giving orders is more burdensome than it is helpful?
0: It's, I Usually, yes. And I would actually never use Guns for Hire in past Far Cry games because oh. I didn't like dealing with it. This one, I've used it a lot and I'm enjoying oh, it. Okay. So it's a plus. Uh, now, they do have specialist Guns for Hire who are uh like – so you've probably seen in all the advertising stuff like that, Boomer the Dog.
1: Oh, your doggo. Uh, he's a You're specialist. Your Pupparoo.
0: I love Boomer. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love <laughs> Boomer so much. And so you can get quite a few of those. There's actually one character, Herc, who's also a prior. And I think he pops up. I can't remember if he's in... I think he's in Far Cry 3. I know for sure he is in Far Cry 4. And then even though it was set in the Stone Age, he's in Far Cry Primal. He, but he's like... The, so... That's really her, funny. It is really that's funny. fantastic. He doesn't look like a modern day person. He obviously looks like a caveman. And but in the in three and four, he's like this very like southern boy. He's got like wears a bandana around his head, you know. Like got a, I think he even has like a mullet and handlebar mustache. And he's oh like, my
1: god,
0: come on, man, let's go, brother, and all this like kind of that's how he talks. Well, you run into him in Far Cry Primal, and he's this like, and I obviously can't remember the language or how they speak it and everything because you're the caveman. But he's like. <laughs> like he's talking in this language <laughs> with this like southern hick accent i can't do it i'm doing i'm oh doing god. terrible pressure. no that was good like, that's the like, funniest it so thing funny. i've it's ever like a funny little that they just keep oh carrying over oh my god that's so hilarious uh and so oh man it, it's like good clip stuff. that and I need send to. it to me that is so funny uh and so he's in there too so but these specialists can do different things they're like boomer uh since he's the only one I've played with, he can actually, if he takes down an enemy, he can like grab their gun and bring it to you for either oh, more ammo good boy. or if you don't have that gun, something like that. Um, he can also go ahead and go around and loot dead enemies to get all their stuff for you and just bring it to you. He can also, he's very good at identifying. He'll tag enemies without you having to pull up your binoculars to oh, do it. So nice. he's pretty useful. I'm interested to see how the all the other ones uh, are incorporated into the game too. Um, and so... So that's that's a really fun system, and I like how much they've updated that. Uh, so one big thing though about clearing out the different territories of the map is this is a new thing. Also, they you sc- get gain resistance points for either by saving residents, clearing outposts, destroying enemy vehicles, silos, storage facilities, different things like that. And what those do, in there you'll hit like check marks. And so like I hit the first check mark, and John's territory and basically there's like okay they're gonna start blockading roads now so like Ooh. they're t- they're pushing back so it's like you're pushing against them they're gonna push back it's gotcha. not gonna be like this uh this like very like you just slowly start steamrolling them like they're gonna start fighting back harder
1: that's really interesting which is a really cool
0: thing in fact because of that like I, I hit the first checkpoint and they're like you're marked and so they actually came in a a capturing party is what it was called came and and tried to get me and they succeeded in capturing me which kicked off like a main story mission part of it so it works it intertwines the story intertwines itself a lot you don't feel like you have to take like this hard set linear path on the missions
1: now was that a scripted event or was there an option where you would actually successfully escape
0: them I don't know because Mm -hmm. I haven't run across that again
1: so that's I'm interested to see
0: if, if if I do run into another clearing party in another territory, the same thing would happen.
1: Yeah, I'd be really interested to know if that's a scripted, like, non... If that's a mandatory event, or if that is, in fact, something that you can avoid if you right. play your cards right.
0: If you're good, yeah. Give uh, us the
1: update on that once you figure I it out.
0: I'll, I'm hoping that it that it is something that can... Because that'd be kind of cool if like, you get so high that like they specifically start targeting you, seeing these big roving groups of bad guys to try to get you. Like That'd be... It throws another layer into all this. Uh, let's see. Skills, and I thought this was an interesting change too. Most games like in Assassin's Creed Origins, Far Cry was like this too. The older Far Cry games are like this too. You have the skill tree.
1: Right, of course. And A you,
0: classic RPG staple. Right. You level up, you get points. This one has changed it in that you get perk points now, which you get by completing challenges in the game, like killing so many X ex- enemies with grenades skinning so many grizzly bears
1: so kind of like trophies but built into your skill tree
0: yes kind of Ooh, and so that's it'll interesting give you, it'll give you these points and then the cool thing is as long as you have the points to buy uh an upgrade a perk you can they're not usually like locked behind you have to get this one this one this one this one this one before you can get this one.
1: Oh, so they're not actually linked in the tree fashion right they're like stand-alone there are a skills. couple
0: that are like Health upgrade. Health upgrade one, health upgrade two, health upgrade three. That makes sense. Four. You can't get upgrade four before you've got one, two, and three. So there are a couple of them. Why not? I know, right? What were the developers I just want to be thinking? Max, maxed out right at the bat? <laughs> but they, and they all have varying costs. Like some are six. I've seen some that are like 10 perk points, uh, You know, anywhere in between one and 10, I think. Uh, but so it, I thought that was interesting that you can really customize your character out with the skills and points. And then those perks that you have unlocked carry over into the multiplayer.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah.
0: So it's an interesting interesting way. Yeah. Now, the thing is, too, that I realized, because I have played a little bit of the multiplayer, and the perk points that you unlock in multiplayer also can carry over and be used in single player. That I'm not as much a fan of.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. So you can get perk points in multiplayer? Multiplayer, because they're multiplayer carry,
0: challenges. That and those carry perk into points carry over into single Ooh, player. I'm not as big a fan of that. That
1: sounds like you could really game the system. If you had a core group of friends that you could play multiplayer with... I feel but like, again, like that's it's it's, it's
0: the kind of thing you're not playing against. I, I understand how it's harmless and the fact that you're not playing against somebody. I I mean in the multiplayer is the only time you're actually playing against another person. So I can understand that. I don't I just don't like that that almost makes the single player seem easy.
1: Yeah, because I feel like you could get hard-carried. Like, let's say that you're new to Far Cry 5, yeah. and you go into the multiplayer, and you've got a couple of friends that are already seasoned pros, and they kind of carry you to those points.
0: Yeah, help you get the, yeah. help you get the kills, tell you They just help
1: you level up. I mean, I'm sure that the average gamer probably isn't going to abuse that system, but yeah. I have a little bit of a problem not seeing flaws with that system. Same.
0: And so I like that it's not a, that it's not a linear skill tree, like that you can literally yeah, pick and choose. I that's like that. Actually a fascinating I just don't like that I don't like that it crosses over from the multiplayer to the single player. I, I agree. Um uh, other cool little feature, the map is 3D, which is cool. Big burden. Like, <laughs> so, like Assassin's Creed Origins, this is the only thing that I can kind of think of that's that's uh, similar the the map that comparable yeah thank you the the map that you look at to like see where locations are not the one that you're actually sitting there playing obviously that's 3d but the map like origins you could tell there was depth like if there was a tall mountain you could tell like this point was higher you could kind of like see the terrain breakdown this one legitimately is like a 3d model that you can like kind of like look around and like look at different angles it's just a fun little thing like i don't really think it gives any benefit other than that it's just fun that it's not like this flat thing you look at.
1: I feel like that would have been profoundly helpful in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That would have been so helpful. <laughs> like, I know it
0: has like the terrain marks that that show yeah, it's a mountain and yeah. stuff like that. But, but no, still, that's a really cool You can see cool how high park. the mountain is. You can no. see
1: how far you have to get with your stamina wheel. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So it's a, so that I was like, that's kind of fun. That now, is this a fun is a different thing, thing that has not been in Far Cry before. This game has character customization. A character creator. <laughs> Which I was originally like... Why? Because because I was like, it's a first person shooter. Why am I going to see this? But then I realized it it goes way better into the multiplayer because multiplayer multiplayer when you die, obviously you can see yourself. Obviously, when you see the other people, like it's kind of it can kind of be fun to see this other stuff. I actually, and then you can like pay game money. There are microtransactions in that you can buy silver bars that then allow you to buy things, but nothing that is pay to win. Like you can't buy perk points with your silver bars. So it's just for
1: customization. Exactly.
0: Okay, that's that's Purely cosmetic. Yeah. There are no loot boxes, I'm pretty sure. It's all just, here it is. Okay. Uh, And so anyway, so I I was really like, "Eh, I'll just pick out a random costume and I'll be like, oh, okay, this is fine. I don't need any more than this. But then I was perusing the Reddits and saw that they have like a For Honor shirt that you can buy that has like the logos of the three factions in For Honor on it. I was like, I want that shirt. Okay,
1: so here's my question. Last time, on the most recent episode, we talked about how in Assassin's Creed, one of Mm -hmm. the fancy armor sets was kind of from For Honor, correct? Yep. Why is For Honor making it into all of these other games?
0: I mean, you could also buy something from Rainbow Six Siege, uh, you know, Ghost Recon.
1: Give me Mario Party shirts. Are those Ubisoft? He's sure
0: no. <laughs> you can also buy like rabbits things and stuff Dude. like that. Now there are Ubisoft properties. You can buy like branded shirts and I stuff like that. that I know like, like that
1: they wouldn't, but I would kill for a child of light shirt, which technically is Ubisoft Montreal. Okay, but
0: you know what? I you said that last episode where you're like I need more from Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, Far Cry Five is from Ubisoft Montreal. <laughs> Wait, is it for real? <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that branch. So I was <laughs> like, Aha! Wish granted. Wish granted. I wished too hard, and this is what I got. Let me see. What I made. specifically I wanna, meant was a
0: Child of Light too. I want to uh, adult of check, light. Double check myself. Adult of light. <laughs> um. Yeah, Ubisoft Montreal. Far oh my Cry God,
1: 5. that's so stupid. <laughs>
0: So, oh, um,
1: and Ubisoft Toronto—that's yeah,
0: different. So, but it's still it's different. Still, it's still Montreal. Those That's what you wanted.
1: Torontoans—who knows what they do in their spare time?
0: <laughs> so the character customization was a was a thing that I was like, I don't understand why this is here, but now I kind of get, and I'm kind of a, more on board with. Um, and so le- that. Wait, so what you make your character look like? I mean, he's just a stand, He's got a hat. He's got a trucker hat. He's got this far the For on shirt. He's got like some jeans.
1: Please make him clothes. look like a frat bro. You can. Please give him a polo and khakis really, and crocs. Which,
0: so that's the kind of the thing that I was saying kind of makes it feel like it's not trying to take itself too seriously and more embracing like the Grand Theft Auto Online because of how you can kind of have a ridiculous costume. You can kind of be
1: like a silly fool.
0: Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of like, interesting. Because Far Cry games in the past have always kind of had this, they're ridiculous and chaotic, yes, but they've always had a very kind of a grounded, serious tone to them. There have been ridiculous things that happen. But this one kind of seems to be more embracing some of this the silly the silly chaotic. And I don't and I'm not knocking it for that yet. I haven't finished the game yet, so I'm not totally sure how that's gonna go.
1: That's a really interesting point to bring up because I do feel like, at least from my perspective, having never played a Far Cry game, but having seen enough of them to feel like I know what I'm expecting like with this silly, ridiculous, mm-hmm. over-the-top gameplay. From all of the marketing I saw for Far Cry five. It seemed like it was branding itself as Very this more seriously. serious gameplay right, experience. Right, So I'm trying. So to this is actually w- like shocking information to me to find out that, at least from your perspective, that is not the case. Yeah.
0: So I'm trying to. I'm. I'm wondering how much that's going to carry over to the story itself. Like I haven't played that many main story missions because you know I don't want to beat the game too fast. You know, this gotta, is your problem, time, Jared. <laughs> I got have time to derp around, to figure out what's what um but so i will i am interested to kind of see how that plays out more in the end i've read some things about like how the story goes online from other reviews that they're like it's not yeah it's like kind of saying the same thing so i'm interested to see how that kind of carries over for myself um okay so the last little thing that i want to kind of touch on real quick is the multiplayer aspect of it the far cry arcade is what they call it and
1: blatant ripoff of overwatch
0: (laughs) i played it a little bit and i'm not I mean, I've never really played Far Cry for the multiplayer.
1: So for those of for those people like me who really don't know what to expect from a Far Cry multiplayer at all, describe what the mode is. Like I don't even I so don't even have like, a good framework Far Cry. For
0: this. Far Cry 4 was the last one that I kinda remember playing. It was basic, you know, team deathmatch style. Uh some objective-based game modes and different things like that. But it was all set, Ubisoft made maps, all this other stuff. The Far Cry Arcade has the ability for people to create their own maps and there's like a lobby where people can create their own maps you'll play on those maps and i haven't really ran across very many actual ubisoft created ones huh so it's kind of this big thing it's kind of try again kind of trying to embrace that sandbox like anything can happen kind of stuff of like grand theft auto gta online so that's where i'm kind of like this is and again it's not necessarily like Grand Theft Auto online is not my cup of tea. I tried it. Not a big fan. And I'm kind of, that's how I'm feeling with this. Apparently it's supposed to get some pretty crazy stuff later. And there's more things of it that I haven't played yet. Some other more like co-op modes and different stuff like that. Um, but what I played of just pure team deathmatch, it was fun. I had, I enjoyed it, but I also, I get, I don't like necessarily the whole thing that it's based around purely a lot of like the main stuff you're going to play on is user created content. Because there's not an easy to yeah. get way yet because it's so early to be able to be like, here's the best stuff. Like I played a one that was just a shitty map. Really? Like it was just kind of, it was very bare bones, just kind of sh- pretty like shitty. Like bottom of the barrel Mario maker. But then I played this one that was like somebody had modeled, had made it after the Pac-Man map.
1: Oh, that's And it was fun. totally dark and you were
0: playing it in night vision goggles and it was Chaos. It was that ridiculous,
1: phenomenal. and it was pretty fun.
0: So it's like I'm having fun with it. I don't hate it. I'm just like, but I'd also like to have a few like Ubisoft mo- maps made by Ubisoft in here. I'd like to have an option to only play those maps.
1: That's actually really surprising to me that they don't have a way to choose in lobby. And Maybe
0: I've missed it. I well, looked around for did. it when I was playing through, but I didn't readily see it. And readily it find seems
1: it. like you know, for example, the best example for this, I hate to harp on it, but it's Overwatch, in that you have both arcade mode and then custom games. right? And custom game is where people go to basically make their own rules and this kind of sounds like that. So I do wonder... Yeah, because you can
0: change like combat modifiers. Yeah, if
1: that's the case, why aren't they separate and they should be separate? Like I feel like creator and developer created content should be intentionally separate in your player search from custom created player created content. And that's how I feel too. So right now it seems kind of like a
0: mess. And so I'm interested to see if that, if that will be like worked with again, previous Far Cry games didn't have this. So this is a new thing. They're probably trying it out and seeing all this. It sounds like from what I've heard, talk about some of the different modes or upcoming things and other things that I probably haven't even got into yet. And the game again, it's only been out for a week. Uh, that you know, it's it. There might I might have more fun with it later. But for now, I'm focused. You know, with most Far Cry games, I focus on the single player only. That's kind of what I'm here for.
1: And I mean, at least to their credit, Far Cry games are very strong in their single player mode. Yes,
0: yeah, they always have good stories. So I'm, I'm enjoying my time with the game for sure. Uh, I I am somewhat surprised by how much trepidation, hesitation I have to some things. Hesitation. <laughs> you know, just with like I'm like ah curious how this is gonna go like primal i knew people really didn't like that well i loved primal really yeah i kind of heard that people thought its story wasn't very good and all that stuff i had a blast with primal
1: yeah all i heard from you was good things so and I who didn't... else do you need to turn to exactly i didn't delve too deep into what other people wanted to know
0: yeah so you know we'll see we'll see where this goes we'll see what what comes with it but i am really enjoying it i am very interested to see how this goes like i said the fir- the opening parts of the of the um of the story and the like, the opening cutscene have been really crazy in pure Far Cry fashion. So I'm interested to see where it is. And, you know, like, you know, in Far Cry 3, I talked about the, the mission that I loved. I was like, oh, this is it. This is where I loved it. Because Far Cry 3 was the first Far Cry game I played where you have to go in and burn the marijuana fields. And I was like, right. this is awesome. I had that cool song playing. Uh, you know, there's I haven't hit that mission yet. There is one, though, that I've seen a lot about online and I just got to it, though. It's Ooh. a side mission. Where basically this town that you help liberate has a, you know, like small town things do. They have a, a festival and it's the, uh, it's the testicle festival. You know, they have a lot of different ways to cook up cow testicles, but like you have to help. Rocky
1: mountain oysters, yeah. if you will.
0: Well, th- and it was really funny because this guy, the guy who's like introduced, you're talking to to introduce the quest, like. It throws up all these different names for, That's for it. That's really funny. Really fu- it was really funny. I was like, ah, this this sounds right. This feels just right.
1: seems very far so, cry.
0: <laughs> and so in the town, there's actually like a billboard for it. And I took a screenshot of it because it just says like, falls in testicle festival.
1: And oh I my god. Like, <laughs> That's obscene. It's hilarious.
0: Fine. So I need to share it because I'm going to like share it on Twitter with like just the caption just being Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm going to report them to the FCC. (laughs) So I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm having a blast. I'm curious to see where some of my um, hesitations with the game, how those are going to play out and how I'm going to feel with them by the end. But obviously, I'll come back here and share my final thoughts once I do complete the main story of the game.
1: I'm looking forward to that final review. Yes,
0: it should be a good one. Okay, well that concludes my first impressions of it. And I know at the beginning of this I said we were going to go over that uh, article bit on the development of rhyme, but I think we don't want to we don't want to run too long. You know, we try to keep these in about an hour. And we've I think just we're, been we've so riveted I know. By far the cry, discussion, far cry is so riveting. You know what I'm saying? It's also, I kind
1: of went way overboard with Overwatch
0: contenders. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about what we want to talk about on the exactly. show. and That's what's great about I'm very it. We get to what we want to talk about.
1: That's right. It is our show. Goddammit. It is
0: indeed. So we'll touch on that. We will touch on. On the rhyme topic, uh, probably save it for a future episode, probably next week or something like that. We'll we'll fit it back in because yeah, I really enjoyed reading about it. It was some stuff going on about about rhyme that I didn't really know. Yeah, and so kind of was a little eye opening. So we'll share that um, Eurogamer article, but we'll come back to that in a future episode. But before we go, we do have to have our soundtrack spotlight for this we week. So Mo, sure why don't you do. introduce that for us?
1: So there's not a lot of uh, super fancy top hat, high tier information about this particular <laughs> It's an oldie. <laughs> about this particular track, largely because it is such an oldie. But that being said, it is a fantastic uh, It's a fantastic track to close us out because it is from our viewer Candace. So Candace, some of you may know, uh, is the lady friend of uh, our friend and fan of the show, Cody Peck. Uh, Cody. So, Candice, I always hear her in the background of our Overwatch <laughs> games, because like, Cody's my Overwatch gaming bro, and I'm like, Candace, tell her I love her. So, Candace submitted Space Quest 3's intro song. I think you're really going to enjoy it.
0: So, I had never heard of this game before until you played it for me uh, when you got here. But man, and isn't that it intro can, like, track it was, killer? It was, it's really good, and the thing about it that I was like, oh, this is a Old. I had no oh, I had good. no information because it starts off and you see the old Sierra Games logo it's pop so up. So
1: old. And I was like, <laughs> but holy crap. So she asked me before she submitted it, she was like, Would a really obscure game be out of the Absolute? question? And I was like, No, Hell no. absolutely no. <laughs> yeah, so for future reference, submit any freaking Anything. track you want. It can be from any amount of time. So Candace, thank you for the submission. We are enjoying it tremendously. Space Quest 3 intro theme.
0: Boom. There you have it, everyone but with that that concludes this episode of team chat podcast if you have played far cry 5 started started in on it let us know what your initial thoughts on the game are by sending us an email teamchatpodcastgmail.com or submitting a comment on our facebook page twitter instagram or in the youtube comments below for those of you watching on youtube but with that i'm one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined to my right by rachel mogan sayonara we'll see you all next time stick around for the song